Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Talking Story Podcast. Kelsey Walaszewski here, the host of the Talking Story Podcast. And I'm Bob Walaszewski, the co-host of the Talking Story Podcast. Hey, Dad, you're back. We missed you last week. We talked about singleness last week, and we, you know... I guess you're not single, so you weren't part of that discussion. Yes, but I listened to that, and I really, really enjoyed it. You guys, uh, you nailed it. You nailed it. And I, I hope uh, that our single listeners uh, listen, and, uh, and for our married listeners, that they would pass it on to those they know that are, are in that single stage of life. And this whole series that we're doing is, I mean, all these podcasts, whether you're struggling with the issue that is being talked about or not, it's still worth a listen because like with anything, with the Cahillo podcast, struggling with alcohol, and he gave his testimony of how he overcame his addiction to alcohol and drugs. It's just one of those, like, you can be the person struggling with that issue or you are the person watching someone struggle or know someone who's struggling. And so it's, it's a, getting an understanding how better to support someone who has struggled with the addiction or singleness or what we're talking today, uh, abortion. And so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit. I'm not a parent, have never been a parent, but obviously you and mom are my parents. And so I just want to talk a little bit about what that looked like for you and mom having your first child, a.k.a. me, um, and just were you praying for me in that season? Like, what, what was that all? Were you scared to death? I don't even know. Was I planned? Well, mom and I made a decision that we were going to uh, continue with our careers for a while. And so we went, we thought at least five years. And uh, five years, we said, hmm, are we ready? We didn't think we were ready. And, and I ashamedly admit that we even talked about maybe not having children, um, not because we didn't want children, but we, I, probably more me, I was just looking at the world and I thought the world was in a bad place. And I thought, do I really feel I want to bring kids into the world? And um Anyways, thank you. Thank the Lord that uh, he helped me overcome that because you and Trevor are the absolute joy of my life. But anyways, so five years, we were a little undecided. We pushed it to six. We pushed it to seven. And at seven, we made the decision and said, let's try to have children. And it wasn't right away, but it wasn't very long, maybe three or four months, as I recall. And uh, it was just an exciting, exciting time. Very unlike what we're going to be talking today about when you're in that crisis pregnancy mode and it's like, uh-oh, what do I do now? That was not ours. When we, when we were pregnant with you, and yes, I began praying for you when you were 
in mom's womb, and I haven't stopped to this very day. You are an amazing prayer warrior, Dad. I am so in awe of your dedication to praying over us, your kids, mom, friends, and you, I think we've talked about, you carry a prayer notebook and you are a very faithful prayer warrior for many of us. So thank you. And speaking of prayer warriors, we are bringing Jennifer Palomino to the table and we're talking about both things, the crisis pregnancy. She's going to share her testimony that she had an abortion at 16 and what she carried because of that for so many years and how she got hope and healing uh, from the guilt that she felt of having an abortion, but then how God redeemed it in such a beautiful way that she was then able to have two kids of her own and the joy that she felt in bringing kiddos to this planet. And so she's written many, many books about praying for your baby. And I just love her testimony and how honest and real she is as she sits down with me. Just me. We knew the sensitivity of the subject. So we left you out in the interview. I know. Is that why? <laughs> but I knew. I, I know. We talked about it. But Jen and I just had a really great heart-to-heart discussion. And she just opens it up. And you and I will debrief after this conversation with Jennifer Palomino. Jennifer, I am so thankful to have you in my home. You drove all the way from Coma, which if people understand living on an island, that could be a drive. It's a little bit, yeah. I mean, those that are listening from, you know, Denver, Colorado, or LA, I'm sure their commutes are much longer than ours, but you made the commute. We're sitting in my living room, and we're about to talk story and hear what God has done in your life and how he has redeemed, and I say quote mistakes, because I don't know, we may need to redefine that word, because I don't like to say mistakes in my life. Some of them were mistakes on my part, but, you know, some of it is sin, obviously, in our lives too but thank you for having me first off so so good to have you you. well we just want to jump right in and our guests don't know who jennifer Mm -hmm. palomino is i had the privilege of meeting you out on a boat a few months ago we started talking story and we just realized wow we're sisters we both love jesus yeah and that you had a story to share and in fact you're an author you're a mother you're a wife i feel like you were many you're a prayer warrior hardcore (laughs) prayer warrior who are you? I wear a lot of hats, I guess. So <laughs> Yes, you do. First, yes, I want to say a follower of Christ, definitely. Definitely number one. Um, wife, number two. Yes. And mama, number three. And um, author, um, by God's grace, he mm. gave me a story to tell. So I've been faithfully telling it over the last, oh gosh, 15 years or so, mm. I'd say. Yeah. That's so neat. And he's blessed us beyond belief. And I have a ministry called Pray for Your Baby. Okay. So, so tell us a little about praying for your baby. I remember okay. that is so huge on your heart, just yeah. walking with new mamas, mm-hmm. older mamas, mamas of five chil- children, six right. children, any mama, yeah. and just the importance of that baby's growth in the womb. So when I was pregnant with Micah, wound up, um, I was... I was a nervous pregnant woman. I didn't really know what was going on with my first baby. And I was a new Christian. Mm. And 
the Lord really just changed my whole world while I was pregnant. Mm. And I want to like tell my whole testimony, but it's going to get there. We're going to get so there. So we're going to okay. get there. So something really happened while I was pregnant. And I just said, Lord, you know, what do, what do you want me to do? And he just kind of took this ministry after Micah was born and it became Pray For Your Baby. Wow. And so, so it's a worldwide ministry now where moms from all over the world actually email me and we pray together and sometimes I, I actually call them on the phone if I if I can but I, I try to email back as many as I can mm. so it's been a blessing I never thought people in Iraq or um, <sighs> Egypt or any you know all over the world Sweden and Uganda it's it's amazing I get letters from everywhere so yes. it's been really a blessing it's been awesome well let's backtrack because yeah. you shared a little bit of your testimony with mm-hmm. me on the boats yeah and one i just think there's so much power in your test our testimony yeah. your testimony my testimony and here we are in the middle of the ocean yeah. just talking mm-hmm. about what god's done in mm-hmm. our lives and you were talking to me and sharing with me that you have not always had a clean record of a life let's say I, I you know it's one like yeah. I'm the first to raise yeah. my hand and know yeah. and say hey you know God I've had poor choices in my life so would you mind sharing with our audience just a little bit Micah was your first yeah healthy baby but yeah just a little bit of your journey before Micah so I'll take you way back I was born in Chicago but my parents decided they didn't want to raise a family there so they took us on a motorhome trip. My sister was like five, I think. I was three, and my brother was eight months old, okay. give or take. And my parents were, I don't know, young hippie kind of guys, and they, were, they said, let's just go on a motorhome trip. They went to 42 states all around the U.S., and there was nothing that they liked. Oh, nothing that they felt was the right choice. So they came back to Chicago. They sold a lot of their antiques. And then they wound up going all over the South Pacific. And they went to Tahiti, Samoa, Fiji, and Hawaii. Hmm. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that they moved from Chicago. And they chose Kona. It was a small town it was back in 1974, hmm. I think. So I was four, a long time ago. And uh, no stoplights. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so different. But like everywhere, you know, everything changes. Everything progresses. And yep. we have... Costco and Walmart and you know all the big stores yes, and Target which, and yeah I know I could imagine back oh, in 1974 how so peaceful beautiful yes. and just yeah. natural but we are thankful for the Costco's I must oh, say I, yeah I don't know how my parents did it yeah because they wound up having seven kids oh my and, yeah so somehow I mean my dad worked really hard mm. had a little store in Kona Inn for wow almost 50 years now oh wow yeah so long time long time okay yeah so anyways we got here and um you know meeting friends going to school and unfortunately i was molested as a young girl and then it happened again when i was probably in oh i don't know fourth grade and then when i was 12 it was a group of four men who assaulted me and that really changed my outview on, on just what, how I looked at men and stuff. And so, you know, and then I'm going to high school and I was very confused, very confused young lady. Um, not a shame already, just from what had happened, not understanding and, and not understanding enough to even share with my parents or anybody either. You kept this all to yourself. I kept it all to myself pretty much, Oh, yes. that's a burden to bear. Yeah, because I just, you know, they, 
they'll blame you or you'll think it's you or Satan, you know, yeah. in your ear saying, you know, that's your fault. And obviously it wasn't. Yeah. So I went into high school, uh, fell head over heels for a boy and we dated for a while. I got pregnant, um, 10th grade. Okay. And I just assumed we'd have the baby yeah. and I wanted to have the baby. I was like, all gun, you know, mm. gung ho. We're gonna, we're just gonna do this. You know what? And yeah. but he did not agree, and wow. so he wanted the abortion. And I fought it for four and a half months. Actually, four and a half months. I was like, no, you know, and went through many different things. So, long story short, went to Oahu, did the abortion, um, and just the guilt and the shame that came over mm. me then. Oh gosh, my heart. And being 16 at the time, I just, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I mean, my parents had seven kids. I, we, I was raised in a Christian home. I did not want to do it. But feeling forced into it, I did. But after that, I just thought, I can't live. I was going to commit I tried to commit suicide. And, oh, no. and God saved me just in the nick of time. But then I just went on to lead um, a very sad, confused life. I would just go from one guy to the next to the next. In my late teens, go to college, same thing, early 20s. I was just searching for that healing. Even though I was raised in a Christian home, I didn't really understand it. I yeah. just didn't understand like that God really forgave me. Mm. It took a long time. It took a long time. There's a lot to unpack here because I feel yeah. like your story unfortunately probably resonates with a lot of women yeah. and a lot of girls stories mm -hmm. and I just I guess I want to go back a little bit I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball yeah, okay. at you with a, with a question because a lot of girls are saying I haven't told anyone either yeah. um, there's a lot of shame yeah. and I don't want people to know you having walked in their shoes yeah. Is there anything that you would tell your past self that would maybe mm -hmm. open up that opportunity to speak? Or is that per person, the individuals? Yeah. I mean, because I feel like there's freedom when we can voice what has happened to us. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't, I can't relate in that, in that way. I can relate in other ways where shame has blocked right. me from finding full healing and freedom. But finding someone safe where to even begin right. to find someone safe right. those are all you know so a girl listening yeah. I'm just trying to think of her going that's happened to me mm -hmm. and she's that high school or even junior high girl that you're referring to in your past how would you help her navigate where she's at right now well I did I remember trying to reach out mm. to different people maybe in the church or organizations but at that time you know this is in the the late 80s yeah there just wasn't a lot of maybe ministries or it was still kind of hush hush like if mm. your daughter got pregnant it was still very looked down I think nowadays hopefully there's a little bit more acceptance hopefully in yes. the church or somewhere nowadays um, adoption to me is, mm. is so well, it is positive. Yeah. It's a wonderful gift. I mean, we are adopted into you yes. know, God's kingdom and into his family. 
So I just think that nowadays it, there are definitely places to go. Yeah. And so hopefully you could go to somebody in your, in the church yeah. and um, before you make any major decisions and um, ask for prayer, you can always come to my website because I yes. have connected. I have connected people who were pregnant, thinking of getting an abortion and finding them adoptive parents. Oh my gosh. So, how um, powerful is that? It's a, it's a really long story. I won't tell it now, but it's a, it's an amazing story. So mm. I, I just love that. Because had, honestly, had one person while I was four and a half months pregnant come up to me, or even when I was walking into that clinic, I think it was Planned Parenthood clinic, had they just said, Jennifer, you don't have to do this. I will help you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would have ran. Yeah. I totally would have ran. But I just had no help. Yeah. And, and I didn't voice it to anybody either. Yeah. So trying to find trusted people. And I do know online now, there are many organizations that if you type in, I'm pregnant and you know wanting to find help and stuff, things will come up. Yeah. There are ministries out there. Sometimes it's doing so, a little bit of hard work. It a is, little digging, yeah. But a little there digging are... Actually, I think I on my website, I have a couple of links on oh, there, too. Oh, fabulous. What is your so, website? We're going okay. to refer so a lot to it. But prayforyourbaby. We'll, prayforyourbaby.com. Yeah. So we'll just pray keep saying baby. it for the listener yeah. listening in, going, okay, this, okay. this is resonating <laughs> with me. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we're going to jump. So you were just kind of lost, it sounded like. Yeah. And what happened next? I always think we all have these moments of just feeling lost. And yeah. our whole season, this season with the Talking Story podcast is only pa'a, yeah. pushing through hard things. And sometimes yeah. it's that lostness that keeps someone stuck yeah. and not finding freedom and not pursuing the purpose and not finding the reason why God's put them here on this planet. So your story, if someone maybe not even relates to an abortion or mm-hmm. uh, unplanned pregnancy... Right could still resonate with the person going, I know that feeling of lost. Well, I was so lost and so broken. So throughout my 20s, I began competing in these fitness contests. And I was trying to fill all the pain and all the hurt with working out and these competitions and magazines and all this stuff that now I totally realize means absolutely nothing Mm. at the time that was everything to me I was just I wanted that perfect body perfect you know persona of you know who people think I am Mm. and that I'm fine and I can take care of myself and and um, I went up this competing and then the newest boyfriend uh, convinced me actually to start working in a gentleman's club so I wound up working in a gentleman's club for a couple of years and that's really when I began to hate men too mm-hmm. and it was such a dark place just a horrible situation and finally finally I think I just hit rock bottom one mm-hmm. night and I cried out to God and I'm like God I can't do this anymore I had been drinking I would get drunk every night um, there was just so many unhealthy things going on just yeah. trying to get rid of that shame and just that hurt of the from being abused and then you know just all the different areas and I had a lot of stuff so God heard my cries that night mm-hmm. and he did hear my cries and I just remember saying God if you want me to get out of here I need somebody to help me yeah you know and I remember this is the silly part but I made a list of like 
I need I need a guy to come, you know, rescue me or take care of me or something, mm. you know. I mean, he can't do, he has to love you. He can't do drugs. He can't, um, just, I kind of had this weird little list, but yeah. it, it was very, a good list, you know. He had to take care of himself. He had to love his family and all these things. Well, lo and behold, I met my husband the week after. Wow. I met Dan, yeah. So wow. he came and he was not, he didn't come to the place. We met at a restaurant and we started talking and he's like, yeah, I just gave my life back to the Lord. And um, we just right away hit it off. We were a lot alike in, you know, good way. Yeah. And so we wound up getting married the following year. Oh, my goodness. And my whole life changed. And wow. he helped me build up my personal training business again. And within, now you must say this, though. We both came into the marriage very broken people. We yeah. were, I mean, I had just, you know, come out of all these different things. And I didn't know and I didn't seek proper healing mm. and I I wish there was more of that in the church we were in and yeah. maybe maybe your church they provide um, healing sessions or freedom sessions sometimes people call them or or just there's so many different ministries that do yeah. walk you through proper healing I didn't know about that yeah so our and neither did Dan and he had divorce in his um, family and stuff so he grew up a very broken child as well so we were just both a mess when we came into this marriage so our first five years were really hard well honestly first 18 years but the first five years until I got pregnant and so we were really struggling but when I got pregnant with Micah I had a lot of fears come back into my head like oh you're gonna I had worked so hard working out for that perfect body and stuff. So at first I saw pregnancy as, oh, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to gain too much weight. My husband won't love me. And I was just listening to Satan again. And, mm. and I just didn't have the, no, the knowledge really that, no, pregnancy is a beautiful, it's a wonderful thing. So while I was pregnant, I remember five and a half months, just this fear came over me. And Dan and I were in a big fight. And I almost committed suicide. And I would have killed myself and my child. But I had an encounter with the Lord. And he said, no, I have plans for you, Jennifer. I have plans for your child. I was like, Brittany, you know. So anyway, that was very special. And that's when I want to say I I truly became a follower of Jesus that night. My whole life changed. That would have been almost 20 years ago now. So everything changed, and when Micah was born, I always tell everybody that was the best year of my life. He was such a sweet baby, and he hardly ever cried. And I just like every day I would pray over him. And throughout the pregnancy, and that's where pray for your baby comes from, was I was out of not knowing and um, somewhat out of fear too of just like Lord, I need you every week I would research what was developing in my baby and say week five your baby's heart around week five the baby's heart begins beating so I would pray Lord you know give him a strong healthy heart you know make sure everything is working properly but give him a heart to love you and to love Mm. others and just a a kind heart and to this day he's 18 now (laughs) He's so kind, and his heart is so good and so sweet. Wow. So 
I know the Lord answered the my prayers. The power of yes. prayer. Yes. And we can start even it, before they take exactly. their first breath. Yes. We can start yeah. it in the womb. Before you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Or throughout your pregnancy. So that's really, um, then about a year and a half or so, he was almost two and, and he was talking a lot. And I just remember the Lord saying, you have to share your story. And I'm like, what story? You know? And he said, I want you to write a book about praying for your baby. And I'm like, I'm not a writer. I, I'm not an author. I don't know what to write. Wow. But the Lord just opened up the doors and just blessed um, this book. So Wow. Anyway. Well, we're going to talk about your book because yeah. you actually brought it with you. And I'm so yeah. excited <laughs> to see it. I've been listening to you or we've been trying to get together yeah. and our schedules yeah, have been busy. And it's been yes. this book. And yeah. it's like, here it is. Uh-huh. But um can you, we've talked a little bit about talking to that high school, junior yes. high girl, but I was hoping yes. too that, I mean, it's always easier as you're kind of, you know, 20 years, 30 years yeah. forward to look back and be like, what was I thinking or yeah. whatnot? But something that I have learned through therapy myself right. is to be gentle and even to kind of write letters to yeah. your, uh, your, your 16, younger your younger yeah. self, whatever yeah. age that may be, mm-hmm. and just gently wished you know speaking truth almost in that person's life and not coming in with shame and condemnation because it's so easy satan is so good at feeding us those lies and that translates so well in our thoughts and our minds and our actions but what would you i mean you've had quite the journey but what would you say to your younger self so first off god loves you so so much Mm. i mean i know that a lot of people just say yeah i know that but but really seeking out healing, seeking yes. out someone someone to talk to, someone that you can trust. Um, I believe that there are women in church who've gone through the same thing and finding a mentor. I, I did find a mentor at our church um, in Colorado and I went through counseling numerous times and I had gone, I mean, there were many different steps I took. And then when we finally moved back here to Hawaii, wound up going through the freedom sessions that they had at our church, which was huge. And I didn't, it's funny because a lot of churches just don't talk about deliverance. And we are, God says that, you know, he has taken all of our sin. I think it's in the book of Micah. And he's buried all of our sin in the deepest part of the ocean. If we just confess to him, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive us of our sins. And he buries it. It's us who keeps remembering it. God says he doesn't remember it anymore. And it took me a while to, you know, realize that, or just to speak truth. So many times I'll encourage people, you know, find your favorite verses and obviously memorize them, but, but speak them when you pray too. And say, no, God says I am his daughter. God says I am his child and he loves me and he forgives me. And, you know, just Mm. repeating back, the words that that God speaks in the Bible and repeating them back to him Hmm. and I really believe that there is healing there is definitely healing to be found well you actually I started with a friend and she mentioned the freedom sessions and then it was us meeting that was just kind of this like okay Uh and so here I was 10 years later post-divorce and recognizing that there were still things that I was returning to and triggers and trauma And yes. as much as I thought, oh, 10 years, I've healed. I, you know, don't think right. about this person anymore. But recognizing there's still something yeah. in my spirit, in my soul that mm-hmm. I need to uproot. And mm-hmm. I found powerful. So yeah. 
no matter where our listener is coming yeah. from, I think looking into a local church and figuring out who does yeah. deliverance or freedom and sessions. maybe breaking off the soul ties. And, yes. And things that I didn't know that I needed years ago, but yeah. now I understand the power in that. And yeah. Aww. Just forgive, deep forgiveness. Because you can forgive, but sometimes the God will take us even deeper. Yeah. Yes. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, all those things that you wish you could tell your yeah. younger self, but I think there's beauty in speaking it over your younger self now, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, Jennifer, God has redeemed your story in huge ways, and you have a yes. website, you have a ministry, uh, you have retreats. And you have a book, or this is your second book, correct? The retreats. Can I jump into yes, that really quick? Please okay, so do. they're not through my ministry. Okay. But these are for post abortive people. And it's a ministry that just a few years ago, my friend called me up and she's like, Jen, you should come to this. And I'm like, why? I, I'm mm. good. I've gone through freedom sessions. I've gone through counseling. I've gone through all these things to help with my abortion, yeah. you know, just to heal that trauma and just that shame and pain. She goes, no, this is deeper still. And I'm like, mm. and that's the name of the ministry. Okay. And it's deeper still.org or okay. deeper still.org. And so I thought, and I told her, I said, well, I'll, I'll come and I'll share my testimony if you want, or I'll come and be, you know, pray for, well, no, God had a totally different idea for me because he seriously just, even though all the healing I had gone through, mm. he took me deeper still. And this is an amazing ministry for post-abortive people, men and women. Okay. And so if you oh, go yeah. to their website and they have these retreats all over the nation mm. and um, they're a three day, uh, just healing deliverance, but it's also having a memorial for your child and the, the mm. amount of prayer you go through and just the feeling of love like I've never felt before from these ladies who minister to you it'll just blow your mind yeah. and there's no cost wow in these. they take care of everything you have to get there okay but there's okay. you are just taking care of the food the um, beautiful place that they always have in just in a beautiful retreat like setting okay and they just walk you through three days of com I want to say complete healing but you leave there just feeling completely set free. So go to deeperstill.org. Okay, yeah, and we're going to put that in our yeah, show Yeah, we're notes. having one here in, on the Big Island. I remember you saying November. that. Is there yeah, still room? Because we're going to have to make sure this comes out before if there's there, room, you think. Or if not, we'll just... I think we're full, but we okay. could always do wait lists, you know, because sometimes okay. things change yeah. with, with people. But we will definitely be having another one. Or just and seeing the need. Yes, if someone's listening exactly. and going, okay, call, call or me. Email me on my, yeah. Okay. Janetprayforyourbaby.com and then I can hook you up with the next one. Okay. So that's yeah. wonderful. It's now awesome. let's talk about your book because this oh. looks like a beautiful book and it says a week by week guide for praying through your pregnancy. And so you yes. referred to it a little <laughs> bit about, like you said, an example of week five, that heart beating mm -hmm. and. Um, so where does, I mean, you said you were in fear and also anticipation of Micah yes. and just not sure what to expect and letting go some of your own expectations. Um, but yeah, where have you seen this translate in other women's lives and other women's preg pregnancies? Well, I think I kind of mentioned before, the amazing thing was I wasn't a writer. I really didn't know um, what I was doing. My 
sweet friend, Carolyn Warren, actually co-authored with me, which mm. was such a blessing because I couldn't have done it without her, definitely. She did so much wonderful research and she made, I always say, Carolyn, you made my story sound good, you know? <laughs> so she was such a blessing and um, God used this book in so many ways. I think the biggest way is just getting emails every day from mm -hmm. women around the world asking for prayer for their child and um, just encouraging them. God sees, he hears, you know, everything that you're struggling with, everything that's going on with your child because it can be scary and I've heard so many stories lately. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on yeah. with moms who are pregnant, um, a lot of negative things unfortunately mm -hmm. and they're you know crying out for prayer and just for help yeah. so just I always encourage them take it to the Lord you know he hears you and I'm happy to pray with you so I, I love the stories that come in and Aww. especially the after stories and many moms send me pictures of their little ones after they're born you know and how many stories have I had this is a common one even weeks 9 10 11 that their baby has no heartbeat. I've had that come in a lot. Seems like that's happening a lot. And there's a story in the book, which when we wrote it, I never would have thought it would resonate with so many women. Mm. My friend Darla Sanborn had put her story in of her baby having no heartbeat and them wanting to get rid of the baby because they said she had miscarried. Yeah. But she said, no, I'm going to stand on what God says. And she waited and waited a couple of weeks and she went by her mom's and mom had the whole church praying and just tons of people started praying for her. And then they went to another doctor a few weeks later, got the ultrasound and there was her baby's heartbeat. Oh, I just and got chicken so skin. I just love oh, this story. So God put wow. that in the book for a reason. Yes. And um, so just not giving up, just standing firm on what God says is true. Yeah and not partnering with the devil because it's so easy to, to go down that negative spiral, you know, and yeah. just, but no, just stand firm, stand firm. Speak truth, speak life over yep. your child. And we still, yes. thank God, he works miracles he today does. just like Absolutely. he did back in the Bible does. days. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes we kind of yes, keep thinking, does. oh, that was back yeah. then. It's like, no, God because is the it, same yesterday, Abraham today, and, Sarah, and forever. When she got pregnant, she was like 90, something and he was a yes. hundred or whatever yeah yeah so he does miracles and Absolutely. such a great reminder too that yeah. that baby that's in your womb there's a reason yes. that it's being brought into this planet and that's yeah. where I just a big mission yeah. in the talking story podcast is re-reminding people they have a mm -hmm. purpose yes. that God's called them specifically to do something for I his kingdom that. that no one's here by accident no. Nope. And that includes the unborn baby in a yeah. mother's womb. Is they are there for a reason. Yes. They're about to be the next world changer mm -hmm. or part of changing the world yes. in a beautiful way. And you know what you just yeah. brought to mind too. Many women right now are thinking, "Oh my gosh!" I look at the world. Yeah. I look at what's going on in this crazy world we live in, and thinking, "My poor kids." You know. Yeah. Look at what how I grew up fifty years ago, and and just. Yeah so different but God has equipped them God has chosen them for this mm. very very special time in our world of what's going on and he is raising up I believe a generation for him and that will stand up for God and serve him and he's gonna be equip, equip them just like you know Esther in the Bible or 
whoever. Yeah. And I just don't want you to say, oh, my poor children, yeah. because you just stand firm, Mama, and you just give them hope and speak truth into their life because so much of what we say is passed down, you know, mm. to them. And so true. So keep in the word. Open your Bibles every day. Seek oh. God every single day. Yeah. And he will make your path straight. He will if we just follow his lead. Follow his lead. I love that. Well, we're about out of time, but let's, I just want to talk to you because you, we've definitely talked to the, the lady, the woman, the girl who mm-hmm. maybe is scared, maybe has a dealt with shame, is dealing yeah. with shame, um, can see that God is a God of hope and healing, transformation, redemption. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit for just a few minutes to the, the man or the woman. And I did real okay. fast want to point out that um, abortive decisions can affect men too. And so as you yes. were talking about the deeper still retreats, yes. that was something I just wanted to reiterate on our podcast that we mm-hmm. kind of make this a woman's issue. It's not. But it's not. And so... It's not. And it's not a secular issue it's a christian issue half of the church they estimate half of the church the people sitting in the pews have had an abortion or the men have asked you know the girl maybe or 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 the girlfriend decided i've heard that and the girlfriend so that deeper still ministry is wonderful for men as well and when you go on their website, there are testimonial videos on there of men. Oh, I encourage you so to listen to them reminder. because it is it changes this whole father's um, of how he's gonna also father his children yeah. currently. And and it it affected me how I parented my yeah. kids, and I didn't know for so many years. I wish I would have done this earlier. Oh my gosh, before I had children, I wish I would have gone through this because I think I would have found. Well, I would have been healed. I would have parented mm. even from a more um, secure place or a, or a healed place. Yeah. And now, obviously, in hindsight, I can look back. But the men, just the testimonies and just how their spirit is just lifted. And they love that child. Yeah. Yeah, they love, you know, or, or they may regret what they did. Like I, you know. I feel like they may suffer yes, in silence. Like you're do. actually bringing yes. a voice to saying this is a legit pain, it you is. know, because we just focus so yeah. much on the woman. But I'm like, yeah. that's a great reminder. So if you know, listener, yeah. of any men who uh-huh. may need to hear this too, this is not just a yeah. woman's topic. It's not. It's not. So, but let, they might have anger inside yes. and, and they don't know where that's really coming from. Like there's different things that come out and yeah. it's like, why am I still like that? I thought I dealt with that. Or yeah. maybe he did go to counseling for a little bit, but God wants to take it complete healing. You know, oh. he really wants to take it deeper. So I encourage you. Yeah. Look at that website as well. Such a good yeah. reminder. Okay. Let, let's talk real fast yeah. of someone who may have not experienced what you have just shared in your okay. own life, mm-hmm. but has known someone who has gotten up an abortion okay. or even contemplating a, um, an abortion. Okay. And what we as a church, we as family, mm-hmm. we as a friend, what can we do mm-hmm. to support? Because I mean, it, don't judge. Okay. Oh gosh. Number one, don't judge. And I will jump in really quick and yes. say this. I remember my sister had actually gotten pregnant, um, when she was 15. So she was a few years ahead of me. And I just remember in the church, she was starting to show and just the stares she mm. got. And I thought, wow, you guys say you're Christians, but look how you're looking at her. 
And so that really took me down that negative road too because, you know, act like the church. This girl is clearly hurting. She made a mistake. I, I know that firsthand. We make mistakes and we don't know her background. You know, did I get involved because of the abuse that happened to me early on? I don't know, but I was not in a good place and had someone come around put their arms around me and say, Jen, we are gonna fight this together mm. and we're gonna, I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna, you can come live with me. You know, I mean, I have an extra room. If you, if your home, maybe their home situation isn't good. You know, maybe they need to get out of that situation. Maybe the mom, I've heard this, maybe the mom or dad is pushing the abortion upon the child. That happens a lot, a lot. And um, maybe you can offer a, a room and take care of this girl throughout her pregnancy and then maybe help her get a job when the baby's born and babysit or, you know, I'm sure diapers are always needed or whatever it might be. Yeah. And there's a lot of beautiful ministries I know that help um, college girls too. I remember, so, I think, it, yeah. I don't remember, it's like on another podcast, but it was uh -huh. just saying, if you are pro-life, yeah. you can't just be out there holding a sign saying pro-life. No. That's not it's what so we need more, more of. We need people, if you want to see the, more babies born, more yeah. babies saved, yeah. then you need to be the one rubbing yes. shoulders with the women who are yes. in turmoil going, what do I do? Because there's mm -hmm. some legit... Yes. where though it's I don't want to say it's gray area but it's yeah. it's a hard call things there's more to more there than meets the eye and so to be yeah. there to say hey well, what can I do mm -hmm. to help be the hands and feet yes Jesus. be the hands and feet get them dirty if you have to you yeah. know this world is a mess but we can be the light in this dark world definitely I so, love that yeah wherever they need wherever they need just ask Okay, give yeah. us emails, a website one more okay. time, any other way okay. that they can find so you, Jennifer. It's prayforyourbaby.com. Just spell it out, prayforyourbaby.com. And my email is jen at prayforyourbaby.com. And yeah, please send me an email. Any questions you have, any prayer requests. I take a lot of prayer requests on there. Mm. And I would love to hear your story. I'd love to hear it. Well, thanks for being here. I know just your story and being here is going to meet, uh, I think, people from all over the world. Like you said, yeah. you're already doing that, and we're just hoping that this is a resource that we can connect more people to you and your ministry and your book. Mm -hmm. We'll have links on where to buy your book. I'm assuming Amazon. Oh, can I say one first? Yes, please do. They are, they are redoing. So this cover won't be around much longer. Oh, they're, okay, yes, they're if actually you're looking redoing on the book, which I'm so excited. Oh, and exciting. I got to add some new content to oh. it. So that's coming out, oh, I think early next year. Oh, okay. so it, And it's called Praying Through Your Pregnancy. So Praying Through Your Pregnancy. Okay. And it's a whole new cover, really pretty. And they're also coming out with a journal with it. So it's going to have a prayer journal. Mm -hmm. um, next to it or you could as an option as well so moms can journal more and really talk about how they feel and just talk about what's going on during their pregnancy each and every week so it should That's be fun so beautiful yeah. <laughs> i'm excited well jennifer any last comments to leave with us oh gosh just um stay strong i know this world looks like it's falling apart right now but i keep saying look up i believe I'm glad you asked me. I believe that Jesus is coming soon. I do believe that we are called to prepare. We are the bride and we are to prepare ourselves. So getting our hearts right with Jesus, just um, 
seeking him daily, getting in the word and making sure you're ready because he's coming. I love that. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. And, uh, and I would also just tell our listeners, I bet they're going as well. Uh, good one to pass along. Uh, there's, we all, as you said, Kelsey, early on, we all either are going through or know someone who's going through every single topic we talk about. And I just love the redemption aspect of Jennifer's story. Dad, I want to just talk a little bit about that practicality because she, again, is all about this idea of just praying through over your baby, praying through your pregnancy, praying through your child's early years, praying through your for your son, praying for your daughter. And she has so many different books. So whoever's listening and you're like, I have a daughter, I have a son, I'm pregnant. Um, or even as you are maybe a grandparent and want to pray over your grandchild, I would encourage the listener to go to pray for your baby. Dot com And she just has so many amazing resources. There's ways that you can submit prayer requests. She um, really tries to strategize and point to some beautiful tools of healing. There's even a salvation prayer. So if you are just, I mean, she gives the gospel of who Jesus is in her life and how he changed and transformed her and is still changing and transforming her. I mean, Jennifer is just such a beautiful person. Anyways, going back to what I want to conclude with, Dad. You have been praying for Trevor and I since we were in the womb. And I mean, Trevor and I are nowhere near perfect, but I will give you credit on those prayers are powerful. And I think we are who we are today in many ways because of your prayers. And I want to just say, first off, thank you for being such a prayer warrior in our lives. Well, it's interesting. I don't want this to focus on me too much, but you're asking me the question. I will just say this. There was a time in my life that I thought a prayer warrior was some woman who was in her 80s at least, who had nothing else to do, and uh, she tried to serve God, and she thought, well, I guess I can pray. And uh, But in the mid-80s, it's been that long, uh, God told me that I was going to be one. And not that many words, I suppose, but uh, since then I have been faithfully praying and have had a consistent time with the Lord on a daily basis, somewhere around 99 point something percent. There have been a few days, travel days that get weird, you know, where you're going through over time zones and stuff. <clears throat> but I've, I have a section in my prayer journal called Answered Prayers. It's the part, portion that I cross off things where I pray for something and then I, I cross it off. And, and I can pray for little things. It might be that a cell phone bill that was out of whack, that when I call, uh, that they will understand what I'm trying to say and they will realize they made a mistake, that type of thing. And when it happens, I cross it out. Or I pray in the big things that, that I won't be able to ever cross out, I don't think, is like global revival. I pray for that every single day. And I'm not seeing it. And, uh, but, you know, Jesus prayed for unity in the body, that we would know, uh, people would know 
uh, we're Christians by our love. And I think they can to a degree, but even Jesus's prayer has not been realized like he probably intended it to. So there are some prayers that don't get answered, but uh, I can tell you praying for you and Trevor is, uh, is, a, is a regular because I just want the best for you in every way. And I want just God's blessing and for him to uh, take you from, from glory to glory, if you will. Oh, well, thanks, Dad. I think that's just another beautiful aspect that even though Jennifer was really speaking to the ladies, the women, I think you tied it into the men right there that these books, I think, could be bought by a dad, you know, as his uh, hopefully wife is going through a pregnancy, he could be praying through her pregnancy just alongside her. And if she's choosing not to, he could still do it. Absolutely, yeah. So anyways, all right, you guys. Well, thanks for joining us again for another episode of The Talking Story Podcast. Again, we are in our series of Oni Pa'a, where we are hoping to bring tools to the table to help you become more resilient, steadfast, pushing through those hard things, ultimately so you could be walking in the purpose in which we believe God created you to walk in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on the Talking Story Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the Talking Story Podcast. Your hosts, Bob and Kelsey, want to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moy Moy Market a one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.